you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are so excited to be joined by Allison and Kate from the Dips podcast, TV Watch Repeat and Pop Chaser. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is so exciting. I mean, any opportunity to talk Bravo. Yeah. Literally like our favorite thing. Like I could do it <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, the the dream is like one day this will be my full-time job. And all I do is just talk about Bravo all day, every day. Oh I yeah. I know we, we feel you. And I also feel like there are people in my life, like I think my, my friends, my family, my husband do not watch Bravo, do not have any sort of connection to it whatsoever. So we're kind of like forced to like find each other, you know, like we somehow are able to spot each other in the wild and are like, oh, okay, one of us, one of us, and then you can go talk and meet each other. So, um, so, you know, we were talking before this, I love how this brings everyone together and I, mm -hmm. um, we're just as obsessed as you are. That's really what brought Vanessa and I together. We were like the only ones of like, even like a larger circle of friends that were like, all in on Bravo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of our friends were big bachelor bachelorette people and we just never got into that. So yeah, it's like, it's a different language. It's it is. different. It's one of those things where, I mean, there's like Kate and I joke about this. There's like how people sometimes you're like, Oh, I'm vegan. We always <laughs> joke. The new thing is like, is Peloton and I can talk Peloton or I can talk Bravo with somebody for, sure. for days. <laughs> yeah. That's what reminded me of it. And and like, I don't need to know, I don't need to know anything about you, but I can, I can throw out like just a name from a housewives franchise and we're good for at least an hour, you know? Yeah. I think I have a friend of mine who I haven't talked to her about anything, but Bravo. I haven't seen her in like five years <laughs> and I haven't talked about anything, but Bravo, but she texts me probably about once a week about something random Bravo. Like I'm her Bravo fan, like friend. That's like, funny. It's crazy. But I, yeah, I haven't seen her in You're years. Like, I don't know anything about your family, but I can, she might've had another kid too. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but I know how she feels about Jen Shaw and how she feels sure. about like family karma and stuff. So yeah. those are the important things though. Yeah. Kids, you know, yeah, whatever. I, it's Bravo. Yeah. Oh, you moved to a different state. I had, oh, 10 years ago, but at least, <laughs> at least we went through the Ramona coaster together. Yeah. Exactly. So how did your love with reality TV start? Because I feel like everyone has a different journey that led oh them gosh. to this point. Yeah. yeah. Kate, what brought you into reality TV? 
I think it started with, I mean, it was definitely like trashy era. I, I, I didn't, I was a little bit too young for like the real world stuff, but like I kind of came into it around survivor time. And mm-hmm. in my household, we had one TV and we all had to agree on what to watch. And it never was reality TV, spoiler alert. It was always like news um, because my, you know, parents had basically a quorum. Um, and, you know, so I ended up like when my parents were like, prepping dinner or doing something that they needed to do, you know, around the house or whatever, I would be downstairs watching about five minutes at a time at Survivor and pretending that I wasn't. So I watched the whole first season of that show in like little pockets, basically. And I don't know how I was able to put it all together eventually, but I did. But that really was my first thing. And then I think, you know, the Joe Millionaire era too, mm. which like all those just savagely horrible shows that were on that I totally loved and ate up. But, um, but it just felt like something new, wonderful and trashy. Um, and then from there, it just kind of became like my go-to thing. I was less interested in like the dramas. I was less interested in like the, you know, I love Grey's Anatomy season one and two, but like beyond, like I can't get into it the past that. I just need that like brain candy. So for me, that's where I needed to be. But Allison, how about you? Yeah, I, mine was definitely like the trashy television too. For me, I was watching like Big Brother and, uh, Temptation Island when I was far too young to be watching Temptation Island. Uh, but those were like the shows that like, I think feel like my parents were really into. So I just like, now I'm an only child. So I just like hung out with my parents all the time. And so I was like obsessed with them. And then as I got older, I feel like I, I was like finding, I started to find Bravo. I started to watch like the earlier shows that they had that like didn't last very long or even like the early seasons of Queer Eye. And, and then eventually found my way to New York. I didn't even watch OC at first. New York was my first Housewives franchise. And that was just based on like wanting to move to New York. And I was, I remember Bethany's tagline was like, New York City is my playground. And I was like, I'm going to make that my Twitter bio when I moved to New York. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I what feel about like you I'm- guys, Vanessa and Abby? What did you guys start with? I'm curious. So... You know, I did watch Real World. Uh, Real World Seattle was like my jam. I really, I loved Real World Road Rules. Um, And then from there, I, um, in terms of Bravo, Queer Eye, same. Mm. And then, Kate, I think this is also your, a love language of yours, but The Rock of Love. Oh, (laughs) Flavor of Love. He's still my heart. VH1, um, those were like, to me, like peak trash TV, charm school, all of that. And then from Bravo Housewives, like Abby and I said, like bonded us. Um, I got really into Project Runway. Like Crystal oh, yeah. Yeah. Years, like We love Project Runway. Before it went to Lifetime. Yes. Um, and then it kind of like, I don't know, I never could get back into it mm-hmm. once it came back to Bravo. But that yeah. was kind of like my start. Abby? I feel like for me, it was, we actually did watch Survivor as a family a few times, which this is so random, but Elizabeth Hasselbeck yes. was like a family friend's roommate. Oh, wow. <laughs> turns out though, she was a total bitch. Like when she came back and like refused to pay rent. And so we we're like, oh, we supported her through this. And then we found out she was not a nice person. But um, for me, what I think like, but that was like, we watched it once and then we were done. But what mm-hmm. really got me into it was Laguna Beach the first season. Cause I was graduating high school with the first season when mm-hmm. they were graduating high school. And, you know, I've talked about this on other podcasts. There's some parallels, even though like they live this totally different life. Like they're on a beach. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, but there's a sense of like our friend group is splitting up. I, I just related to all of it. And so then when the Hill started and then 
OC housewives, like, and all this was centered around the show, the OC with right. you know, Marissa and the Coens. And like, so I, that really wrapped me in. And then I feel like throughout college, I just started going all in on reality TV, like hungover Sundays. I would, I'm embarrassed to say this. I'd watch a lot of the TLC shows. And so like the Duggars, uh-huh. which, you know, we knew some red flags, but we didn't know it was going to get this bad. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, uh, John and Kate plus eight, like, I mean, like all of those, I, those were like my Sunday, like hangover TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I feel like the same thing, like on the weekends, like in, in college, I was in a long distance relationship too. And so, and, and so I was sort of like all by myself on the weekends anyway. And so I would just sit and I'd watch like the H1 celeb reality all day, just oh, like the worst, the worst docket of shows, but so good charm school, you know, like flavor of love. Uh, my God, I even watched this, like, was in a file cabinet in my brain that I rifled through. But do you guys remember the pickup artist? Yes, I do remember. I don't remember that. hearing about it, but I don't think I don't remember I like watched watching it. it. You <laughs> did? Okay. Yeah, I watched both seasons all the way through. And I remember finding it interesting. And I can't imagine if I watched it now, I would be like, oh my God, this is the problem with our society. This is why everything is bad. But back when it was on, it felt like, oh yeah, you just go around and neg girls. That seems to be the thing that works. <laughs> it, it was nuts. I can't believe that was on TV. But that's like one of those that I feel like we don't really like talk about anymore. And because I think we like to keep it in the past, but I definitely was all in on that. VH1 <laughs> was, I mean, there's a special time in VH1 with like celebrity rehab, like all yes. those shows. Like it was, um, it was a time. It was, oh a, my God, a, yeah. it was kind of a crazy time. It, and I don't know that VH1's recovered from that. I don't watch VH1 now. I don't even think I have the channel, but yeah, I mean, reality TV guys, it's, it's kind of what brought us together. And now yeah. housewives, let's talk about housewives. Yes. So what are your guys' thoughts so far oh. on Beverly Hills and Roni. I mean, it's been, it's been an interesting journey for both. Um, unexpected, I would say. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I feel so blessed that we have Roni and Beverly Hills on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then knowing Potomac is just around the corner. It's like, what did we do to deserve this? Like that there will be like a few weeks this summer when all of them are on at the same time. Like that just like, it's a lot for me to take in. Uh, this, you know, I think Beverly Hills has a lot of coming back to do. I think they've had like a tough couple seasons and just being rather boring and centering around one storyline that just really isn't even that interesting. Uh, and then, and I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Like I'm, I'm so I'm all in on Beverly Hills this season. New York is taking a little bit of time for me to get get into. And New York has always been one of my favorites, but I think that the cast is probably a little too small for it to, um, to like create the drama and the, the storylines that we need. And it just also feels like such a separation of the casting now with like Leah and Ebony and then like the old school gals. And then Sonia is just kind of floating off in her own corner. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about Roni, but Beverly Hills is, I would spend the whole season in Tahoe. It's just like what, what I want all of it, even though I want to get to the Erica divorce, which is, it's happening finally. But I'm like, I'll tell you, I want you guys in those cars for an hour to get to a restaurant because that's where all the drama's happening. Yeah. Beverly Hills is finally, 
<laughs> it's it's hit its stride again. It's been yeah. like like Allison said, it's been so many years. I mean, we've all talked about this like within the Bravo community about how it's been just sleepy and like the Denise stuff was seemed exciting until it wasn't and everything. And at least this time around, we have not only the Erica stuff, and we're all talking about the Erica stuff, but I think some of the stuff that's like you know, happening between like Sutton and, and Crystal is interesting. And there's just also a lot of, I I love the way it's weaving in the sense where like, there's not like a group A and a group B and they're all against each other, right? You have some people that are really, like really close friends with other people, but then you have others that aren't like, like Garcelle does not get along with Kyle, but like she gets along really well with like, you know, Sutton and some of the other girls who are really close with Kyle, you know? So um, it's just, it's this interesting dynamics that we're seeing finally that I think was necessary for everything to be able to become a little bit more um, just like palatable, like in a little bit more, like you want to know and follow these storylines because they are so complex. So, um, and we don't have Ted anymore, which is, yeah, that's a huge (laughs) weight. And then also we have the gift that is Kathy Hilton. I mean, the levity and just comedic genius she brings without even trying. She does not give a fuck that she's on TV and that's, what's magical about it. I don't think she realizes she's on. I don't think she does. I think she just (laughs) thinks like, Oh, somebody's making a home video and this is great. Yeah. yeah, did you guys well see the live you. when she like had to ask what channel oh people could watch like watch Housewives on? And then she started making like carpool plans with Kyle too. She was like, "I think we should carpool together on Friday." And Kyle's like, "Everyone can see this, Kathy. <laughs> what are you doing?" Well, no, she was about to say the place where they were going yeah. and stuff. Like, you can see Kyle being like, "Stop! Like, Stop. you're doxing yourself. Like, who does that?" Oh, so incredible! It kind of makes sense though, seeing why Kim and Kathy get along because yes. Kim is equally quirky and yeah. a little more eccentric, I would say, than Kathy. But Kathy Hilton is a gift that keeps on giving. I can't yep. get enough of her. We had a conversation with some people on whether or not they felt like she was playing it up for the cameras. We never mm-hmm. wa- we haven't watched the Paris documentary. But the juxtaposition between the two, I guess, is vastly different. Mm. But um, I'm still Team Kathy. I kind of think it's a lot of effort to pretend to drink Red Bull at like 1.30 in the morning and newspapers. <laughs> read and newspapers. Like, I'm like, I don't know what, what that would benefit from her. No. <laughs> so I'm or putting like the wrong thing in your eye. I mean, she is like legally blind. I'm waiting for her driver's license to be revoked after I know. This. This oh God, when, that, when they said like, it is a glue, I think you put glue in your eyes. I was like, oh my God, what is going <laughs> to happen on this episode? It is yeah. nuts. And I love that she's a prankster. Like yeah. it just allows that, like it allows people to kind of like lighten up a bit. She is, she's been great. She's, I'm so happy she's there. Originally, I was kind of like, oh, like, I'm, I always feel a little weary when they bring in family members on shows. Uh, but this, I'm like, bring it on, Br- bring it, especially the Richard sisters, because I found Kyle and uh, Kim's relationship really hard to watch. Um, yeah, it's a little too it, complicated. And I think like, yeah. also like Kyle, while she is a good sort of like centering, um, like centering for the show, like she she is able to kind of like carry the storylines along in some ways. You know, I, I feel like she sometimes hedges a little bit more on the boring side of things. And maybe that was Teddy rubbing off on her a little bit too much. I don't <laughs> know. But like I was sort of like Ugh, kind of getting tired of Kyle. And I like seeing her interacting with the new sister. And, you know, like you said, Vanessa, sort of like it is very much like Kim, but it's without this underlying sadness too, you know? So it's like, we get the quirk 
and, you know, get kind of that silliness, but we're not kind of like, oh, you know, walking away, like feeling like kind of gross about enjoying it. Yeah. So yeah, like, think, is she slurring? I don't know. Right. I'm really uncomfortable possibly watching somebody relapse like mm-hmm. right in front of me. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel the same way sometimes with Sonia. Like I love Sonia so much. <laughs> and because I love her so much, it's like, I, I've talked about this. I have this like guilt. Like, am I enabling her? And I know like right. I individually am not, but there's so many of us that love her and we're like, Oh, our Sonorita. And like, does that mm-hmm. play into some of it? So making memes about her. And yeah. I mean, this season when they were at that dinner and she started talking about the banking, I, that was hard to watch. And it's so crazy because when they're done with the season, she always goes on her detox. I mean, we know in the beginning of quarantine, she got stuck there for like <laughs> five weeks, just drinking liquids. And, and so like, it seems to be that she's just kind of put herself in this cycle. And Luann's talked about it too. in that like, and even Leah last season saying she started drinking when the show started filming. Yeah, I, I sometimes I'm like, I hope the show is not just kind of like, I need to turn it on. So I'm going to start drinking. But it certainly seems like that's maybe kind of like a crutch some of them use for the entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing it for our entertainment, which kind of makes us feel like, oh, what have we done? Yeah. Like, what yeah. have we done to We've like created. I know. Oh, like, I what love have we her. Created? And I don't want to well, see that's a her. Thing. I don't want to see her get Dorinda. Like, that's what I'm sort of worried about is I feel like there was this whole conversation like in the fandom and and beyond and like, even like, you know, being probably part of that in some ways and talking about it, but like, you know, Dorinda needs to kind of take some time. Dorinda needs to like kind of go or whatever. And, and that's ended ended up what happened, what happened. And we now don't have her to kind of call bullshit on a lot of the things that are happening right now. And I feel like now we're kind of talking the same way in some ways about Sonia and like kind of being like, maybe she needs to kind of take some time. But then there are scenes like, you know, in the last episode where, where um, you know, the conversation was happening between, you know, Ebony and Luann and, and Ramona. And Sonia was sort of the one sitting there saying like, you know, like, guys, stop it. You know, like t- trying to get them to stop going she after good Ebony. at that lunch. Yeah. Like, and even and checking so, in with Leah, I was like, okay, right. there's some like solid, there's stability here. Right. And so we also kind of need her for those reasons, because yeah. clearly everybody else is flying off the handle, you know? And so like, we can't trust Luann and Ramona on their own. Like they right. need somebody there to help them along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that we don't like sort of will her off the show during these conversations about like, oh, Sonia, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sonia and- is a dangerous, no, I'm mixing up my, not Ramonia. Uh, <laughs> what's Luann and Ramona's Oh, Lamona. Lamona. There it is. Lamona is a toxic mm-hmm. duo. Yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. I like it. So this transitions perfectly. Let's talk about some of the newbies. So we, we touched on Ebony in this um, episode a little bit, but what are your thoughts on Ebony overall? A few episodes in as a new housewife. I think she's fine. I think she's, she's like, she's br- new. Any new energy is good unless it's like, Barbara new energy. I know I, I love her. What I mean, well, she's running for mayor now, which is yeah. crazy. But, um, but I think any new energy is typically, is typically good. I just still think that it's still like, there's just being, I, I think she needs another newbie alongside her. You know, like I, I think that there, there needs to be a little strength in numbers there because the other four are pretty much so strong at this point. Um, at least like strong together, they know each other's quirks so well that it really helps to have another new face in there. So like, we'll see how, how the rest of the season develops, but it, it's just feeling, everything's feeling a little off right now, but I think yeah. she's kind of, 
she's doing as uh, she's doing what she's supposed to do so far, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like Ebony. I think that she is, I think it's a, it's a tough group to enter into, like Kate said. Uh, and I don't know if it's the right group. Like I would love to see Dorinda with Ebony. Yeah. You know, I think like that would be an incredible dynamic. That's why I just like, I can't tell if like, were they trying to add Heather early on to add that sixth housewife because they realized that it was just too, too low energy maybe, or that they realized it was going to just be the same conversation over and over again. Uh, I can't tell if that's what they were trying to do. I don't think Heather was the right person. Uh, but are they trying to add Garth or Garth, the, the sixth <laughs> housewife? I mean, I'll take Alfredo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Alfredo. I was oh, just, dear Alfredo. Know, just feeling and he makes me want to Ramona and that, <laughs> the yeah, that moment where she was just like, Oh, do you think these are his original songs? I was like, Oh my God, I cannot. She is just like, sometimes the, I mean, not even sometimes all the time, just the lack of self-awareness is just incredible. I think I just am like, how did you get through life? And as she reminded us in the early seasons, like she's a woman who made her own money and built, like was a businesswoman. And she, I'm just like, how like you make me so uncomfortable. I don't, well, I know. think she's one of those. There are some people that I think do really well in business when you want them to get out of the room as soon as possible. Yeah. They're because, like, Fine, we'll like, just take your necklaces. Exactly. You like if you say yes and you buy and you, then they're, then they're gone. You're like, thank God. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's my theory on Ramona. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, I hope Ebony, I know they're adding somebody throughout this, uh, in like the Rashawn. middle of the season. Yeah. yeah and she seems to, I mean, I see her commenting on a lot of Instagram. So I'm like hoping that that's like, this is going to be a good energy. She seems to be kind of getting along with the women. So that I have my fingers crossed for. Uh, but Ebony so far, I think she's great. I think that um, she's forcing the women to confront a lot of the problems that Roni has had. Uh, I don't think it's like, and it should not be like on Ebony's shoulders to do that. But these women are just so ignorant that, you know, it's just nice to see them having conversations that are beyond like uh, remodeling their apartments or their 95 year old dogs who yeah. are mm-hmm. somehow still alive. It's amazing that these as dogs are still worthy as the moment between Luann and Ebony was and how kind of horrible Luann treated her. Mm-hmm. I am glad that we're going to kind of see it play out because very often we see the tipping point of these conversations, but we never see the follow through. Mm-hmm. And Abby and I, we beat this with a dead horse. We're not about cancel culture. We're about accountability and learning from your mistakes and whatnot. Sure. But I don't know if Luann is really going to give that to her next week. But I'm I'm just curious to see how it continues to play out. Yeah. And like you said, Allison, I agree with you. I don't think it's on Ebony's shoulder to like fix problems in g- regards to race and stuff mm-hmm. just because she's the first New York Black housewife. But I, I appreciate everything she's bringing to the table. I just want her to be more set up to success, like you said. I think a counterpart would definitely help. Leah, yeah. I don't know if it's that person. I, I don't either. Season one, Leah, I really enjoyed, and I feel guilty saying that because clearly a lot of that was alcohol-induced and a lot of chaotic energy there. And this season, um, I don't know. I don't She just seems like she's trying too hard and trying too much. And with the fashion, like everything, it just feels... Oh, the fashion. Mm, I hate it. (laughs) There's one person who, a newbie, who's got the best confessional look that I've ever seen, and that's Crystal. That oh, yeah. black with like the bow, like crystal oh bow. Oh my god, it's incredible. She, I'm like so good. Uh, 
Well, this is perfect because she was the next one I was going to ask about, but I love everything about her. I actually wasn't sure at first because, you know, like they get announced and then you stalk yeah. their Instagram. And I'm like, hmm, I don't really know. I'm not getting like much personality from her Instagram. And then you see her on the show and I, Vanessa and I both said, we love that she's just so openly snobby to yes. these women. Oh my God. I know <laughs> it's amazing it. only because that sounds so bad, but I feel like these are women who try to portray themselves as bigger and more elite than they are. And I mm-hmm. think Crystal's like, look, I'm running in these top social circles and you're not there and I'm going to call you out on it. And I, I kind of love it. I do too. Yeah. Like Dorit is somebody like, I love, love Dorit, but she also like flaunts the wealth that she does not have, you know? And I think that there's something to Crystal of like having that energy of just like, no, I'm, I'm like her even saying like, I don't know Dorit, you know, like it just yeah. <laughs> shows that she's in a different stratosphere altogether. And she's super entertaining. Like she's super entertaining to watch so far. She's not afraid to confront people. She's not afraid to bring up the topics that need to be brought up. And I'm, I'm honestly just so surprised that somebody in their first season could hit a stride so yeah. quickly that like, I, I, where is it going to go from here? Although she does have to learn about like hot mics and, and understanding that <laughs> the mics are still on when you're in that room. <laughs> when you think you're by yourself. (laughs) I think she's fantastic. And I actually get like um, some like Leah energy, Leah season one energy from her where it's like she is calling people out. She's not afraid to confront them and be confrontational. And more importantly, like she just seems like like I, I actually feel like there's like some really some mainstay power for Crystal. Like, you know, when you watch people and you're like, you're a one season, a one and done maybe two if we're, if they're just like struggling, I actually feel like I could see Crystal like staying with this group. Uh, and I think that some of the women on the show, like, I think they look at her and are very jealous of her, which is a great, uh, like a great thing to have, like a good energy to have, because like the same way that everyone like idolized Lisa Vanderpump is like, we need to bring somebody on that, like keeps these women on their toes, not in like a Denise Richards or even Aaliyah, like, personality way but just like where they are like I need to be her <laughs> like I want the fans to like me like they like her I want to have the fashion like her I want to have the wealth like her and I think that some of them need a little bit of a kick in the pants for that so uh but I I mean with that said Dorit is my ride or die on that show <laughs> but I don't she really is a, a child that, of the world let's not she's forget. a child of the world she doesn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> how many of us can say that <laughs> Oh, I'm from Connecticut for what it's worth, but yeah. I, you know, I <laughs> lived in what country haven't I lived in? Yeah. That's, it'd be easier to tell you where I haven't lived. When yeah. she said that, I was like, Oh God, this is yeah. why I love Dorit though. I know, but it seems great. like we're going to see the season, like based on like the Instagram photo, what is it like? It's, it's Erica, Lisa Rinna, um, uh, but, but Dorit and who's the fourth person that they're Kyle. all like Kyle and, and then yeah, Teddy, Teddy Fox four five. Yeah. So it just seems like we're going to definitely see that faction kind of become like, and and they're very, they're, it feels like they're kind of being very strong about the fact that they are going to stick together. So I, I don't see Crystal in that, right? Like, so what's going to happen there? I don't see Sutton in that. What's going to happen there? Or Garcelle, we already know that there's going to be some stuff with Garcelle too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to like ride or die with like Erica at the moment, but I guess, you know, to each their own. Well, you'd but. probably be subpoenaed. So <laughs> if you were ride or dying with her. I So do you guys think she's actually going to spill? Because it is, I'm excited for next week's episode because the yeah. divorce comes up. And it's just, I feel like in us as fans, knowing the timeline, she filed for divorce on election day. 
they were in Tahoe, like a little, like right before it. October 28th is when they got to Tahoe. And which is like, every time she mentions him, I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? It's so weird to me. Like, Mm -hmm. it just feels like she's putting on a face. Like, even when she made that comment and the conversation she was having with Kathy Garcelle and Sutton about um, how she gives zero fucks and that's her favorite part about Tom. And yes, I just, it's really weird watching, knowing what's about to happen, but this Mm -hmm. is why I love Housewives. So I'm just kind of curious to see her performance, I guess. Yeah, I how, that's exactly what it is. It's a performance. That's what I said yesterday, actually, um, uh, when we were discussing it. I think she's a natural performer, and I think for her, this is like the greatest role of her life. Like, she is going to put it on. Uh, I worry that next week we're going to get the rest of Tahoe, and then at the final second, it's going to be the text. Because then I'm like, okay, so realistically, Allison, you need to prepare for two, week, two weeks from now. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. The timeline is... I'm at this point they are she's days away from the announcement coming out and she's still talking about how she loves Tom and she loves him for this or that or this and it 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 definitely raises a lot of suspicions for me because I'm like you could have just kept your mouth shut and not said it unless you made this last minute decision for some type of reason (laughs) and I am still so curious about like this the timeline of the divorce and what we found out afterwards they announced her divorcing she claims it's because an affair and these like texts from like you know back in the mid-2000s or whatever and then suddenly switches and is like oh no he's been hiding all this stuff from me so on the show is that going to be the same thing that we see or are we going to just wipe that whole affair thing under the rug completely because of the legality of it like the like i wonder i think they're going to wipe that completely under the rug and the time when she posted it I thought this was her way to have a talking point on the show. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of felt like she was like planting that seed for herself to say mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to talk about this and this is going to come out. But I'm, I don't know. I'm really, really curious to see how much she spells. Okay. One more Beverly Hills. Cause we can Please. talk about Beverly Hills all day. Sutton. I will. Abby and I were Sutton um, fans. We were mm-hmm. vouching for the diamond. These, uh, Last few episodes. I feel know. like this always happens to us. White the second is <laughs> yeah. coming through. The Sutton. second we think we found someone who's like, okay, we're gonna like we're gonna support this one. And then it's like the second we say like we love this person, they do something horribly and like shitty the following it's season. It's the Tyra Banks, America's next top oh model. God, I was yes. rooting for you constantly. Yes. Yeah. It happens to me too. Uh yeah, Sutton <laughs> has had a rough uh beginning of the season. I, I, and I think it's just there, obviously there's more to come. I cannot wait for the ugly leather pants line. Like I cannot wait for that. Uh, but I hope that she, I, I, you're not, you guys aren't alone. Like a ton of everybody was rooting for, for Sutton to get that diamond. And I remember when the cast photo came out, everyone was so excited that she, she had one. Uh, you know, I've never been like a huge Sutton fan. I didn't have a problem with her. I thought she was a good, I identify with Sutton in that I love to give people gifts when I have no reason to give them gifts, whether it be, you know, wellies in, in, you know, Italy or flasks. Like I'm, I identify with that part. I think she has, um, I think what it is, is she's somebody who gets very defensive very quickly and unfortunately doesn't know how to take a step back and like, uh, assess the situation. And we saw that not only with the conversation with Crystal regarding I don't see color, but we also even just saw it with the prank thing in this week's episode. And, you know, it was just like, take, take a moment, 
count to 10 and recognize that you're getting upset about something that really is just not worth it. And it's just then it makes it worse. And I think that she is somebody who uh, she doesn't know when to put the brakes on. So when you said I don't take know. a moment and count to 10. I immediately thought of Daniel Tiger, which is yeah. like my girl, take a deep breath and count to you know four what? when you're yeah. feeling bad and you want to roar. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just something that Sutton needs to Sutton work. needs that. <laughs> and I think that her and Crystal too are just sort of like oil and vinegar, yes. vinegar to begin with. And I think it's, so it just like makes everything else like that much bigger. The other thing I wonder too is like, I, we haven't really seen, we haven't seen Sutton present as drunk ever. Right. Like we have like when she's drinking, she always seems like she's like 100 percent in control. And there are moments, like especially with the prank thing where I'm like, is she actually drunker than we think she is? And that's mm-hmm. why she's taking this to the next level. Mm-hmm. We're like, that is that perspective. was a very drunk cry. Kate, yeah. yeah. That you say it. Yeah. I mean, well, either it's complete instability and, and everything or it's just we, we don't yeah. know what she's like when she's drunk. I don't know. Well, the whole just like I want to go to bed. I also was like, let her go to bed. This right. is about a prank. Why do we need to rehash a prank? Let her go to bed. Maybe that was she's weird. drunk. Like, let's talk about it in the morning. You know, this wasn't yeah. like a big deal. And I did think it was funny that when she was like, I've never been kicked like that. And I have skinny legs. And I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, she does. She, she does definitely have very does. skinny legs. But like that comment, I just, I don't think Crystal like kicked her with all of her might right in the shin. No. But <laughs> no. It's yeah. just, yeah. But when uh, you're drunk, that is, I mean, yeah. again, that is something that maybe you would, you would escalate a little bit being like, I can't walk again. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> we'll might have a bruise. In the yeah. after of the show, the apology to Crystal and Crystal's response, like, mm-hmm. I'm glad she's listening. Luann. She needs oh, yeah. I mean, Luann will kick, never learn. Like kick in the <laughs> ass mainly at this yeah. point. But I at least appreciate that. So we'll see. I, I'm still like have a soft spot for Sutton. Yeah. I think there's definitely re- t- so much time for redemption when it comes to Sutton. So, you know, I'm hopeful. I know that the- they did say that she cried the most this season, I think. So hopefully she just gets it out of her. I think once everything turns to Erica, we will see a lot of this kind of dissipate and everyone will just kind of be like, you know, we got bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that to because it looks like they do ask her about the case and mm-hmm. what did you know? And you see Dorit, the clip where she's like, I mean, these are victims of and like, orphans and orphans. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this is a big deal, which she so. just read from a headline, but right, I mean, exactly. God bless her for trying. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know, but that's no. okay. Uh, well, we've talked a lot about housewives. I'm dying to know what are some of your favorite non housewife Bravo shows for me? It's summer house. Uh, you know, I was a, I was a, I was a big fan of early Vanderpump and then just like in the last handful of years, it's been tough. Uh, but summer house has just never failed me from day one. Uh, and it just continues to get better and better. I can't wait for winter house. I'm a little worried. It's going to be kind of like a competition show though. Uh, so I do know that I think summer house is going to be filming. If not, it's already filming now. So I just can't wait. I know I'm going to have to wait for it, but it just the, the people, the fights, the pettiness. This season was fantastic because they were just cooped up with the same people for six weeks. Like that is the pressure cooker I want on my television. So uh, yeah, for me, it's Summer House. What about you, I'm, Kate? For me, I mean, Summer House, definitely. Yeah. And then I like some of the historical shows too. Like, you know, we did, um, you know, Project Runway on TV, Watch Repeat. Like we kind of inspected the history of that show. And ever since I've just been like, 
both dying to rewatch it and then also have in my head, you know, Santino's song from season two about <laughs> Daniel Franco. And I can't get it out of my head and I just love it so much. Um, and we also uh, rewatched NYC prep for our episode on Monday. I know that's one of Allison's favorite. I can't say I, I enjoyed it. it, but I only watched the first episode of that one. So I can't. It only gets worse. <laughs> and that's a compliment. Yeah. It was one that I actually, there's a few of them that I was truly heartbroken when it didn't get another season and mm-hmm. NYC prep. And then I am like in the a small minority. I really loved gallery girls. Yeah. I thought oh, that could great. have taken off. It just was maybe ahead of its time a little bit, but mm-hmm. I really thought that had some legs. I agree. I loved gallery girl. You know what I loved when I was younger too? I could watch a marathon of Tabitha's salon takeover. Oh, I loved Tabitha and blowout Tabitha's too. Blowout. Yeah. I blowout. Love blowout. You know, I watch what happens way. live. They had, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but they had a lot of the blast from the past people. So like Sebastian, um, they had gallery girls. They, everybody was represented and it was awesome. <laughs> I love Jonathan Anton and his sister. And then Robin, just that dance with, um, Rena, that mm-hmm. weird dance. Um, but I just, I love it. Those shows were yeah. so good. I would love Tabitha to come back. I know it's, it's, it's kind of like, it feels like it would fit in like the mold of the like, uh, renovation, business renovation TV shows that are out there again, maybe a little ahead of its time. Uh, I also a- appreciate Shaw's the sunset. I got into that early quarantine and I watched from season one all the way through. So I'm very very happy it's back on TV, even though it's like just the same shit, just a different day. I'm fine with it. I am fine with it. I have also got way too much lover boy in my fridge. Speaking yes. of we're big, we buy so much merch from that. Yeah. Company. I am, I am like one of their best customers. It. I get emails from all the time. I guess fill out surveys cause I'm one of their best and I'm like, Oh, how am I spending my money? And I will buy anything that Amanda buys too. So I have a pair of like cut off shorts that I bought because she has them. It's, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. I recently purchased a Loverboy sweatshirt because yeah. it's, it's fucking cute. Yes. They're so cute. I'm actually, I'm glad you reminded me because I need to wash it today. <laughs> I'm going on a trip and I'm like, I want to bring my Loverboy That's sweatshirt. the perfect trip. Yes, exactly. It's so, but it's so cute. I mean, their branding is it's great. Kiss. So uh, they good. did a really, really great job. I mean, I can't get enough of it. I don't really drink Lover Boy. We don't have it accessible in the Midwest. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that sucks. And the shipping oh. is like it's insane. Kinda, it's pretty it's not worth it. Yeah. 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 I got I, the espresso. We bought the espresso, espresso. martinis like <laughs> the second they texted about it because we also signed up for their community. Um and I, I was like sending them personal reviews back to their community text page. Uh, and, you know, I think it's fine. Is my That's my review of the espresso. Yeah, I love fine. the spritzes. The spritzes are excellent. The espresso, it was like $50 for like eight cans. Yeah, and, but for some, I don't even think about it though. I just like, I just oh, keep getting no. like, you know, I go to that Apple Pay, just the double click. Yeah, it's and free it's also, money. it's yeah. nice money. to just have that in like the fridge. You know, I like, I have a friend who she just had a baby yesterday and I'm like, this is going to go in her like welcome home basket as like, cause she also loves summer house. And I was like, this is going to impress people. Cause it's limited edition. You know, this thing sold out and I can only and give you're it trying to, to get rid of them too. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, 
Well, hopefully she didn't, isn't listening. It doesn't hear that. Yeah, no, but for a new mom too, like coffee, you know, and alcohol, like and, the and a summer punch. house tip of the hat. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of, there will be certainly things for the baby too, but like, yeah, it's like a nice little, oh, like mom. The baby hour. doesn't need anything. The, baby yeah. need, the baby's yeah. gotten stuff. Get stuff for mom. <laughs> just I getting mom. I'm just going to give her like just a box, the shipment yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. That's like, honestly, all new moms want. Well, so, I mean, it sounds like you will um, be attending BravoCon so that you can face-to-face tell the Loverboy team how much you love their merch and their product. Yeah, I mean, mean, we hope to. If I I can, like, do, I will sweep the floors for, like, the (laughs) summer house, like, panel. or I would love, like, a Loverboy tasting room. Mm. that feels like you know one of those like that's like the premium experience where you're like you're paying a little extra for that ticket but it's worth it i mean as we've just discussed like we will throw money at amanda and kyle we're we're cookies you know we're like (laughs) i love it oh my gosh so speaking of BravoCon, did you guys go in 2019 no i didn't i i went to a couple panels uh but I didn't get to like experience it was for work. So, you know, I, I mean, and I would go again for work realistically, but, (laughs) um, I would like to like, I, I was like handing off my pass to another person. So I didn't get to do everything, but I would love to like, again, I want like the full experience this year and I have a feeling it'll just be bigger than it was last time. So I'm ready. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping they run out the Javits center for this. Like I want them. I got to get to the Javits center. I mean, small price to pay, Kate. You'll you'll deal. Okay, true. For for, for sightings of Kyle and Amanda in her jean shorts. Fine. And Carl. I mean, we can't forget oh, about Carl. Carl. Oh, and Carl. What a comeback story. Yeah. Truthfully, I mean, the I mean, about it's. I love him. I'm like amazing. I got a big crush on him. I know that's like get in line, but a big fan of, of Carl. Carl, Kyle, and that's where it ends when it comes to the boys, the summer house. That's good. That's how that's all there is. I mean, like, Oh, there's Luke too. Duh. There there were not many boys. I do think that we need to add more boys next season. Stravi. I mean, not (laughs) non Stravi boys. (laughs) Unless you want a a good PowerPoint. Like if you have a good PowerPoint. When, when making a Prezi call Stravi. Oh my God. That needs to be his bio. That was, yeah. He should do a side hustle. Like he can make some money making. I'm sure that's an, like an Etsy thing, you know, where it's like, it's a dollar a slide. Oh my God. I love it. Well, so do you have any other, yeah. Hopes or expectations for BravoCon other than. I just hope there's a lot of the the experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, like, I, I would love to do, like I said, like a tasting with lover boy, I think that I would love to have Mike from Shaws of Sunset walk me through how to like maybe two, t- like a, what's it called when you like have two factor identification for <laughs> locking your iCloud. Um, since, you know, he just recently got his phone hacked and his iCloud hacked and sent nude photos to a woman. Um, and I think that there's like a lot of opportunity for the one thing I don't want is a, a, like accountability with Teddy. That's one thing I'm okay <laughs> without. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think like panels are great in some regard, but at the same time, like, I feel like we, we hear enough from people. I think you're right. I think experience is like, I once went to an event that was like the Vanderpump bartender, like they were all making 
drinks for you. So you got to get like Ariana to make you a drink, you got Jax to make you a drink or whatever. And that was kind of I like a fun that thing. Drink. I did drink that drink. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It was not, it was not the best. Of course of it wasn't. It was Ariana's like probably water and vodka. I would say I bet Ariana's was the best. She's also the nicest. We, that She's was the so first nice. Bravo lab we ran into at BravoCon. We being like nerds and mm-hmm. moms, we woke up at the crack of dawn. So we were literally the first people in. We're like, oh, is it oh even God, open? I love that. Yeah. And we <laughs> That's were so funny. So we see her and we're like, oh my God, can we get a picture? And she could not have, like, could not have She's been fantastic. Nicer. And also I will say this, I am a big fan of Fancy AF, her and Tom's cock- uh, cocktail book. And whenever you post a, like a photo of you making one or something like that, she always responds and asks you how it is. At least she has for oh, me. That's so, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? This is great marketing because, and, and I actually have had a, she made a cocktail for me one time on a Facebook live years ago and it was fantastic. It was like there was rose water in it. I felt, I felt fancy, fancy, fancy yeah. AF. Yes, I, I felt fancy I went AF. to uh, my co-founder and I actually. Uh, we were in LA. We went to Tom 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 when it like just had opened, and we ordered uh, a couple drinks, and they were undrinkable. <laughs> they were <laughs> so bad, but like in the like I, I I wanted nothing more. Like that was perfect for me. I got this like red, like roasted red pepper cocktail. So I was like, well, what is that going to be? And it was like, just like this, it was like drinking a thick pureed pepper. I think you and then my co-founder, she got, she got this like pineapple coconut cocktail, which actually was better, but it was all rimmed with like coconut flakes that all just melted down to, by the end to some sticky stem. And so it was just like a disaster, but they were working out their quirks. They were working out their quirks, but, um, but I appreciated it for like the, you know, um, aesthetic, the, the aesthetic. Yeah. And just like the innovation and everything. Sure. I a red pepper time. drink. I mean, I would argue that you set yourself up there. To be I fair, would... the waiter uh, <laughs> actually warned you. No, he he told me to drink oh. it. He was like, "You this? I recommend this one." So oh. I went to Tom Tom um, a couple years, like close to when it opened. And granted, I was shit faced, but I had the <laughs> best time of my life. Yeah, that's Tom the way you got to do it. Tom, Ariana, um, Lala. Oh Rachel, my god! We're all yeah, there. James was at the table next to us. I was like. I was like, oh, and Tom Sandoval was there. I was like, I felt like sensory okay. overload in the best way, but I was shit faced. Oh, we took a shot. Like Schwartz couldn't have been the nicest person. We took like half shots, half seat. I love that. Um, Ariana, this is how drunk I was and liquid courage. Um, Ludi, my alter ego, came out. Uh, she was sitting in a booth by herself, and I was like, I'm gonna go say hi, and just sat in there with her and. Amazing. Totally creepy, but also she was super nice. And oh my I didn't god, I love my welcome. But it was <laughs> one of the best nights um, that I've. I had. think it my favorite part though was we posted a picture of you and Schwartzy, and then um, and tagged him obviously, and they Tom Tom reposted it. I'm like, oh my god, Vanessa, oh, you're nice. famous. Yes. Yeah. That's you so could cool. be the new cast member, basically. She oh. basically is. Yeah. I mean, I would love to just Tom Schwartz and leave. You guys, I bought one of his moo's and it's it's like so big. <laughs> so oh big. But I love the proportions make no sense. But I will I mean, because he so Tom Schwartz followed me on Twitter years ago, like five or six years ago. And I now every single time I tweet, I think, will Tom be okay with it? Like that's my like, you know, that's my moral code. Like, is this okay for Tom Schwartz? And then I'll post it. And if I'm like, I don't think Tom will like this, then I don't do it. And I think that that's like, you got to ask yourself that every single time. Like, what would Tom do? 
Oh, Tom Schwartz specifically. Tom yeah, Schwartz, yes. yeah. I'd be more Tom nervous Schwartz. about Sandoval, to be honest. Yeah, he could. I don't know. He's more discerning. <sighs> Tom Schwartz yeah. is less discerning. One we time also once to- went to Pump, and Sheena was there, and then Shep showed up. So, that was a crazy one. That was why didn't they hook up? Wasn't it confirmed? I mean, at one point, I think I wouldn't be. Yeah. I think I think Shep like. I think Shep like is. Like, I think Shep's friends with a lot of the Bravo celebrities. Who hasn't he hooked up with? I mean, I'm sure that's like, a, like yeah. as Dorit, he is a, he is a man of the world. <laughs> he's a man, he's of, a man of Bravo. Of, he's the, a child of Bravo. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about the dip. I, we love female founded businesses. We are women supporting women. We are your girls. Luna, just like Ramona. Yes. Yeah. Just like Ramona. <laughs> we practice what we preach there. Okay. Yeah. Tell us how um, the dip came to be. And you did this during the pandemic, which yeah. honestly is like wild. I just want, we want to know everything about the dip. Yeah. So my co-founder, Lindsay Mannering and I, um, and, and, and Allison as well, we were all previously at Bustle Digital, Digital Group and myself and Lindsay were founding team members there, um, grew it over the course of about six years or so. Um, so we were overseeing like Bustle, Elite Daily, Romper, um, but, 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 but Mike, so report by the time we left. Uh, and we kind of, you know, we were doing all these like mergers and acquisitions while we were there. So we would like, you know, take a distressed asset, bring it in and try to like relaunch it and everything. And that was really interesting for a while, but we really missed building something. And not only did we miss building something, we also missed pop culture. Um, so like I started my career at Entertainment Weekly. I've kind of like grown up on like MGM movies and then reality TV and all these things. So I've been just like a child of pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> And so being able to get back into that world was something I was really passionate about. And we wanted to create something that was a really consumer-focused product as well, which meant that we had to create a subscription product. So um, so we got to work on the dip. We started raising money in March of 2020, which was an interesting time to be raising money. Um, and we managed to raise some money and launched eventually in October, late October of 2020. So yeah, about six months ago now. So we're like six months old and, you know, we're, we're really proud of what we're building and it's a really, um, you know, the site is very young. It's going to grow. It's going to become bigger. It's going to be, have a bunch of really cool features, especially when it comes to the community features that we're offering. Um, right now we have comments, but those will grow and, and evolve, but we also have great coverage and commentary and and, you know, uh, news and just like fun, like ruminations on pop culture as well. And, and yeah, like we're really psyched about it. Oh, and our, and our podca- podcast, we have tons of podcasts too. We have like a million podcasts. We're launching like a million so podcasts. Like we have like so many at this point. That <laughs> we I have like four it. more this week than we did last yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. We've got, um, um, Allison and myself host pop chaser, which is a daily pop culture podcast and also TV watch repeat, which is a deep dive into the history of TV shows. So that one, if you really want to nerd out on things is really good. Um, and then we also work with Samantha Bush, also known as Bravo historian on hot off the mess and Christian Gray Snow with the, the Slut Pig podcast. And every time that uh, his episodes are now dropping on Friday, his music on his podcast is so good. And I just feel like every time I listen to it, I just like bop along. Um, and then we are launching a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen podcast uh, very soon. And then we are also... God, what else? Are we, oh, a, a RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race uh, podcast. And another just one more is to come. coming soon. Yeah. So we can't talk about everything yet, but it's just our, our audio is, is blowing up. It's awesome. Oh We're really gosh, excited to kind of it. be in this, um, this audio world. Cause that's new for us. We, we never worked in podcasting before. Well, well so, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half million dollars. 
Like yeah. I, as women, we need, we like to be a little bit like humble and shy and like, let's channel some BDE and celebrate the fact that you raised that during a pandemic while people are in lockdown. So that's awesome. I just want to like recognize that. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not, it's definitely not easy to be a female founder. Like, I do think there are some things that you sort of learn along the way that you are at a heavy disadvantage. I mean, I think it's still only like 2% of company, of VC funded companies are um, women founded, which is crazy at this point. You would think that 2021, it would be more than 2%. So you're already going at the disadvantage. You kind of can see how people react to you differently. Um, you know, you yourself, like, I mean, I, myself too, I am somebody who tends to be very humble and who also looks for, I, I strive to be the best I could possibly be. So I kind of look for my own flaws a lot. And that's something you have to kind of like not do in this process, right? Mm-hmm. You have to really put out there like, you know, I am like, I am the best thing ever. I am the coolest thing ever. And that is not my default at all. So that's a tough thing to have to kind of lean into. And that's something I have to learn every day. So, um, but I think everybody, everybody has the opportunity and the means should absolutely try to do it. It is very liberating. We've built, we've built a team of amazing women. We have one, one man on our team who's also amazing, but for the most part, we are mostly a female uh, team. And it's, I just love nothing more than working with women. And I, I don't even know what it's like to work with men because it's been so long since I've done it. So um, it's not great. I can tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, work in a very, we're all, yeah, we were all in a very male dominated industry. And I mean, it's yeah. not terrible, but it, there's definitely moments where you're like, you really cannot say these things, mm. but you do because there's 2%, you know, right. women. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I went to a, we went to this, um, this like media award show back when I was at Bustle and at the time, like I, all of my network was all women in media, all women in media. And I would go to this award show and I'm just like surrounded by men. It was like, let's say there was a hundred people in the room. It was probably maybe like 12 women and the rest were men. And I was like, I didn't even know this many men existed in this world. <laughs> it's wild. So, um, but yeah, so like it's, it's, uh, it's been very liberating to be with women. I encourage everybody to do it if they can. Well, that's incredible. What advice do you have for female entrepreneurs or anyone that's listening that's considering starting a business, whatever that may be, what's like your number one advice? I think I got the best advice from a good friend of mine um, who just kind of so told me, build something that you love and other people will love it too. And I think so often, sometimes, you know, what I think about doing is just following data so much. And this is kind of like getting into like the details of things. It's just like data, 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 that you can sometimes find yourself leading down a path that you don't, you no longer love it. And then that sort of like creeps into the product itself. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, wait, this isn't actually you know, I, if I don't love this and other people don't love this either. So let's like kind of course correct and start doing things that we really love to do. And that to me is always going to be the, that, that's, that's what you need to, to really feel like connected to your product, to feel like you believe in it, to feel like, oh my God, everybody's going to love this as much as I do is you have to love it. So make sure that you love it and everybody else is going to love it too. Um, so that to me was the best piece of advice that I got, but um, I don't know how helpful that, <laughs> that no, is. No, it's really helpful. It's very specific, yeah. but no, I think that's really helpful. I think you know, as women, we are very intuitive, and mm-hmm. I think I believe in so much of trusting your gut and mm-hmm. like following through on that. So, I to me, that just validates that. So, anyone listening, just do the damn thing. Just do it. Just do, do it. it. Just do it. 
Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time. Please thank you. tell us all your information, how we can listen to your podcast, um, information about the dip. If people want to subscribe and get the latest in pop culture and have access to all of these things, please share all of that information. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have uh, our podcast, our pop chaser, TV watcher, P, me and Allison. Um, I list off some of our other ones also. Um, you can find me on Instagram at it's Kate Ward. And my Twitter is Kate Ward Bustle, which I haven't changed because I don't want to get rid of my blue check mark. And this is when Allison always says you just contact just Twitter. Contact Twitter. <laughs> she always say this every <laughs> single time. And I just haven't done it because yet. Because you say the same thing every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, and on the dip, you can um, go to the dip. And actually, after this, I will put together a promo code for, for listeners too, in case they want to join to give them 50% off. So that promo code, I will make it up uh, right now. I will make it up right now. Oh my God. Real moms. God. Promo code real moms. <laughs> Okay, real moms. There you go. That's good. I was good. Perfect. Easy. Let's make it easy. Real moms. Um, so so yes, yeah, so you can see us there. And Allison, talk about where they could find you. Um, you can find me at Allison Piwo, P-I-W-O on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, like Kate said, on the dip.com and all of our social handles uh are all, you know, all available there on the site. Uh and we uh, definitely would love people to listen to our podcast. And of course, if you feel so uh, inclined to like review and subscribe, because as you guys know, like reviews are so big for podcasts and it's always so, so, so helpful. And we just like to be able to connect with people. So if you listen to something and you really loved it, like please reach out. And uh, we're always looking for recommendations too for TV watch repeat. So by all means, like throw out some, some good ones for us and we'll maybe check them out. But uh, yeah, this was so fun. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not gonna let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.